What is up, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another edition of Locked on Irish on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Greg Schaefer, your lead host. Check us out on Twitter, at Locked on Irish. Got a big show planned for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Irish hoops. It's going to be really, really heavy Irish hoops if you uh, follow us on Twitter at all. Then we'll get back to some football at the end of the show with uh, uh, Liam Eikenberg and Cole Komet talking about uh, coming back uh, for now. I say, uh, I think, I think one of them, I, I'm pretty sure will the other one. I'm not so sure about, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good show. But like I said, heavy on the hardwoods, to, hardwoods. Yeah. The hardwood today. Uh, so, uh, talk a little Notre Dame Howard. Did we learn anything at all from whatever that was? And, uh, we'll preview Notre Dame Marshall and then it kind of flies under the radar. Um, college basketball signing day, you know, it's like, the NFL, it's area college football is huge, huge signing day, and I guess that's just football in general. You know, you think about the, what I was gonna say. You think about the NFL draft, and you know, I mean, that's the biggest draft there is. I mean, the NBA does well, um, you know, but after like three or four picks, it's pretty much done. But I mean, you looked at Nashville last year. Wow, that draft, the draft scene was incredible for you know three days, seven rounds. It, it is an event. So, uh, but yeah, signing day football, it's become less of a deal because of the early signing day period now. Uh, but yeah, so fire flew under the radar for most, uh, basketball signing day just came and went. And, uh, so we'll talk about the two commits that the Irish got. Unfortunately, the class ranked 66th, but, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird year only being able to take, uh, two guys. So, um, and we'll uh, preview Notre Dame and Marshall that is up tonight, 7 p.m., Sounds like it'd be on ACC Network Extra. So ACC Network Extra. So flying solo again today. I got uh, one co-host at at work and uh, his real job, and the other co-host at his real job as well. And we're prepping for a uh, solid night of local uh, high school football coverage. Um, they'll be flying in hot from work, and I'll just be flying in. And uh, one co-host, in fact, has his entire what would be his new studio completely torn apart. So. Uh, You'll be rocking with me for a little while. We're going to get those guys on the phone for the next uh, week or so. And I apologize for not having the show yesterday. Uh, just uh, We knew it was going to be a little spotty at first. You know, We got the first four days knocked out, but we'll get you a show today and tomorrow to make up for it. We'll have our Navy preview tomorrow. So with that being said, Irish take on Howard. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we can learn from this. Howard's now 0-3. They got beaten by something called Washington Adventists, uh, Columbia Union, apparently in the D.C. area, Maryland. I had to look it up. Uh, they, yeah, Howard got beat by three points by a team from NAIA Division, wait for it, DOS. Yeah, not only an NAIA school, but Division DOS. So, I mean, what are you going to take from this game? Uh, you know, we played 11 guys, nine guys got into uh, double-digit minutes. Um, you know, 79-50 victory. I guess, you know, I kind of ex – did anybody see that Utah-Mississippi Valley State game that was like almost a 100-point difference? That's kind of what I thought this game was going to be. Uh, maybe my expectations were much too high. Uh, I know we're not necessarily an explosive team. So uh, that could have something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, I'm always going to kind of draw on the negatives on these things because you should win. You should win like, by, like, 40 when these kind of things happen. Um, you know, you, you, there's not much else to look forward to um, in the out-of-conference schedule, unfortunately. We went over that the other day. 
But uh, I guess, you know, good things to look at here. You know, we never trailed. Game was never, never a question. Um, 50% from the field, but we were 6 of 23 from 3. And I know we're in the airplane. It's cold. It's some Arctic-like weather going on up in South Bend right now. We're playing in front of, like, 19 people, which I always think is kind of crazy. What else are you going to do in South Bend? Go out. I'm sure you can get some, uh, as I try to knock my mic off the stand, I'm sure you can find some free tickets somewhere, you know, uh, like I'm looking right now, I mean, these tickets are dirt cheap. Tickets as cheap as six bucks. You live in South Bend. What else? What else are you doing? You know, head out there, support the team. Um, so that kind of surprised me. Uh, I also noticed attendance down on the women's side as well, but they're they're struggling, and we'll get to that. Them guys, those those ladies, in a couple of days. Um, and I'm hoping to get Matt Randall on from ABC 57 really soon. We just got to coordinate it up. It's gonna happen. It's just coordinating it. But uh, back to the game, you know, we uh, we come out, you know, we put it on them, uh, did what we were supposed to do. We were definitely the better team, uh, obviously. So uh, Howard had to have one leading scorer out there. Uh, it was uh, Wayne Bristol had 14 points. Um, nobody else was in double digits. So we didn't let one guy kind of take control of things or, or anything like that. So, you know, that's something positive. We're up by 20 at halftime. I still look at it, though, with Bray's offense. You know, I, I struggle with this, you know, 6 of 23 from 3. Uh, that's got to get better. And maybe, again, it's a sleepy South Bend, what was it, uh, Tuesday evening against, you know, Howard. So uh, the fighting Eric Atkins, if you will. Yeah, Eric Atkins is now an assistant coach on that team. And I was thinking just before I started recording, like, man, is that really a better job at this point? You're 0-3. You've been beat by just everybody. Uh, I mean, including this high school team, essentially. Uh, you know, he was the video coordinator at Notre Dame, going to be an assistant coach. I mean, I know you got to start somewhere, but like Eric Spolstra was a video coordinator. So uh, I do not know if that was a better move or not. It does kind of seem to me that something else maybe better could have come along. Um, maybe when Bray retires, uh, that'll be a story for another day. Uh, you know, who would replace Bray? Um, but anyway, get back to the game itself. You know, I'll tell you the guys that disappointed me, and then I'm, I promise I'll turn this positive Fluger again. I know everybody was excited. He's an energy guy. I'm going to stick by that. He's not a star, you know, 10 points, um, you know, played nice, played exactly how you would expect him to, but TJ Gibbs in 29 minutes, one of six from the field and only three points. Um, that, that you, with him being a senior and a leader on this team, he has to shred repeat shred 18 like Howard that that's inexcusable uh Juwan Durham five rebounds five of six uh from the field 11 points in 19 minutes uh we need our big to play well uh once we get into ACC play we got to have a big playing well and we'll get to a little bit of that when I talk about recruiting here in just a little bit but uh you know who did impress which you go figure uh John Mooney 18 points 16 rebounds five assists uh, two of five from three, eight of sixteen overall. We'll take that every day. Uh, but again, you know, the, the, I think competition. If he starts doing this in the ACC, I'm going to start getting really excited. Right now, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, that's probably what you should have done. But uh, you know, Marshall coming up next, a slight step up in competition. Probably the second best team we've played to this point, maybe. Mm, yeah, because I think uh, Marshall. I think I have in my notes here that Marshall did beat uh, Robert Morris. Just sounds like a bunch of dudes, like a bunch of your great uncle's names. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, 67-60. So, yeah, I guess this would be, and definitely not Howard. So, to this point, second best team we've played, of course, North Carolina uh, being the best team that we've played so far. 
So, uh, yeah, definitely make sure you're checking out the game tonight. The other thing I wanted to get to is uh, nice production from the bench. Uh, three sophomores, Dane Goodwin, uh, Ohio's own, uh, just down the road, Upper Arlington. Had 11 points in 21 minutes. Uh, Carmody, Robbie Carmody, had uh, 8 points in 22 minutes. And this Nate Lazuski, 7 points in 21 minutes, 4 rebounds. I really liked what I seen from him out there. Um, we had nine guys in, uh, I think I'm, I don't know if I said this or not. We had nine guys in, uh, double digits, um, uh, double digit minutes. Yes. I already did say that. That's my fault. Um, I mean, these games are a great way to build the bench. If nothing else, build the bench, get that experience. Um, it it is game experience and we're going to need a deep bench because this isn't, can't be a team that can only rotate one or two guys off the bench. Like, um, you know, the D Jackson year, and uh, some of the time with like Matt Farrell and things like that, we we just can't function like that. We're gonna need some depth as the ACC se- season goes along, and you know you just gotta consider, um, you know, just consider the fact that you know we're not super talent. We don't have a Bonzi Colson, I guess. Uh, maybe John Mooney can be that, but he's not that quite yet. So uh, let's take a real quick break, and uh, then we'll talk some uh, Notre Dame basketball signing day. All right, so signing day has come and gone, and the Irish pick up two three-star recruits, uh, Matt Zona, 6'9", anywhere from 220 to 245, depending upon what recruiting service you look at, and then Elijah Taylor, 6'8", 215. Um, he is from Philadelphia. Um, again, both three-star guys. Um, Elijah Taylor gets me really excited. Uh, Matt Zona, you know, I read some stuff. I read more things that got me excited prior to, you know, this signing. Um, but uh, Elijah Taylor, the more I read, the more I really like. Uh, Zona is not super athletic. In fact, uh, Brian Driscoll, Sports Illustrated, writes for ESPN, Irish Maven, really good stuff. He uh, kind of compared, uh, I think he was talking to Bray when he, he compared um, Zona to John Mooney. Um, and, you know, it'd be nice to have two John Mooneys on the floor if they're producing at a high level, but you can't get away with that. Uh, lack of athleticism. I'm sorry. It, it, that just doesn't work. Um, you know, if you're surrounding those guys with a lot of talent, um, you can maybe get away with it. But, and, you know, those guys, if they're going to be not as overly athletic, if you will, they have to shoot the lights out. And that's going to be something we're going to have to depend on is they, they've got to shoot well. Uh, reading uh, Zona's recruiting profile does say, you know, good fundamentals, shoots well with his feet set. Uh, he also carried offers from Penn State, Vandy, and Rutgers. Um, you know, so not the elite of the elite, but uh, you know, some nice offers in there. I know Vandy's always very competitive in uh, in the SEC, um, more so uh, further past than recently. But uh, yeah, you know, they've always they they had the kid last year end up playing for the Cavs, and his name's gonna it's escaping me for some reason here. But uh, yeah. Who knows what could happen if that kid doesn't get hurt. I'm going to look up the Cavs roster real quick because that is going to drive me crazy on exactly who that is. On our other show, we used to joke, that, you know, it's like, hey, Jamie, look that up. I don't know if anybody's ever familiar with uh, Joe Rogan podcast. You know, it's nice to have a Jamie in the room. That's what makes it different when you're doing them by yourself. And I apologize to anybody out there listening. It's like, man, this guy doesn't sound like he knows what the heck he's doing. I'll tell you what, it's been a long time since I've carried a show um uh, by myself, uh, consistently. When I first started the podcast, man, I was doing like 20 shows like by myself. I knew what I was doing. And then you take on co-hosts and it's like, it's like, okay, this is, uh, this is actually a really good time. And then all of a sudden you get to a deal with locked on sports and you're like, Oh, 
I, I remember what this is like. Darius Garland. Name was on the tip of my tongue. I just didn't want to be wrong. Um, let's move on to Elijah Taylor real quick. Again, 6'8", 215 out of Philadelphia. The, both these guys are listed at centers, but they're 6'8". I, I think they're going to be playing more of a power forward role. Um, I do know that Braid mentioned also in describing comparing Zona to certain players in the uh, Brian Driscoll article, he did mention Martinez Gebbin. I hope not. Uh, Gebbin really came on in his last year, but he's just he was too stiff, not as athletic as I would like to see from a guy like him. Now, granted, the size is great. Um, it's really what we're wanting from Durham. We want Durham to get to where uh, Gebbin was in his last year. Um, so, yeah, both these guys are definitely going to play power forward. But Elijah Taylor comes in a lot more athletic, held offers from Florida, Pitt, Seton Hall, uh, VCU, so a little step up there. Um, uh, Bray kind of compared him in the article he was talking about. Uh, and that, I, I always like to read these. Um, but Tyrone Nash, uh, I think late 20, early 2000s. Um, what do they call those? The aughts, the 07 to 2011. 118 career games. He had uh, 712 points. So, um, yeah, not, not a bad career. 525 rebounds. Uh, per this article by Brian Driscoll. He's still playing professionally in Germany. So, I mean, if we can get that kind of results out of Elijah Taylor, and then you combine those guys, um, you know, Driscoll makes the point, you combine those guys with the sophomores, Goodwin, Carmody, uh, Lazuski, we could be looking at another maybe back-to-back Elite Eight run. Um, so that's that's exciting, you know. I mean, I think the talent's definitely there. Uh, affiliate of ours, uh, Robert RPT Thidoff, he really thinks that 20, uh, 2021 is, uh, so not this year, but the 2020-21 season is uh, Final Four. He's uh, locked in on that. So, hey, I'd love it. I'd love it. I think that's what's holding Bray back from being considered maybe the greatest coach in Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame basketball history. Uh, so let's get to... Well, we're not up against a break, so let's go ahead and get into this Marshall game. 7 o'clock tonight, ABC, uh, ABC, ACC Extra, which, if that's anything like the ACC Network, ugh, that is brutal. That was so bad. Didn't anybody see the, some of the commercials? I guess they've been having trouble with marketing and commercials and getting sponsorship for the ACC Network, and uh, there was like CPAP cleaning, cleaners for CPAP machines, and yeah, uh, that was tough. And I know I was watching a game... I think it was a Virginia game a couple weeks ago, and the and the feed wasn't that good. And I thought it was my like home Wi-Fi or something like that. No, it, it was. I guess it was across the board. I mean, you guys can chime in on Twitter. Let me know if it's just an Ohio thing. But uh, yeah, apparently across uh, all the people I talked to, they said yeah, it was the same exact way. So uh, Marshall's coming in one and one. They lost to Toledo. Actually, got blown out 26, uh, 96 to uh, 70, 26 point loss. They beat Robert Morris sixty seven sixty. We beat Robert Morris by you know, almost 40. Um, you know, they got a point guard. He's not very big, 5'11", um, Jared West. So look for him. He scored 20 points in both games. He does shoot over 60% from the field. Um, they got eight guys that average over 10 minutes. They got a local guy, uh, Eastmore Academy's uh, Tavion Kinsey. Uh, averages 16 points a game. Um, he's 6'5", 185. These are the point guards. You got a guy at 5'11", you got a guy at 6'5", running the one and the two. And, you know, he's no slouch. He has upped his point production. Um, last year, 10.5 points per game, pretty solid. And they do have uh, this, uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can botch this one up, like the Admiola brothers. Uh, Goran Mladenovic, um, seven-foot-tall freshman. What did his parents feed him? My God. Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, but seven foot tall freshman. So far this season, he's averaged 12 and a half minutes, only four points. So, you know, some of those guys are trying to, you know, 18 years old, they're trying to grow into their body and just trying to figure things out. I mean, seven foot tall, if he has any kind of production at all, I think Hashin Tabit, he'll at least spend some time in the in the G League. Uh, tonight, I, I just anticipate another. Uh, it won't be like Howard um, because, you know, the score differential I don't think really showed what Howard was. Uh, it was more of a blowout than what the score showed. Uh, I see, let's go, let's go 77 to 41. Nah, I think that Marshall will score more than that. Let's go 77 51. Uh, I think we'll get out early. Um, I do, I want to see this kid. I'm going to watch him tonight. I want to see this Jared West. Of course, I'll be definitely watching, uh, you know, I, I love high school sports as well. So I'll definitely be watching the local kid, Tavion Kenny. I know he was recently in town. He was putting on a, a camp, kind of giving back to the community. That's really cool. You know, you always like to see those guys, like good kids kind of make it and, you know, come back like that. So uh, very cool stuff there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think the Irish get it done. And, you know, we, we're not going to be tested for a while to really see what if this team has improved. Um, I think we got Presbyterian up next. Yeah, it's Presbyterian. It's Toledo. We went over the schedule the other day. But then, you know, we'll have number seven Maryland on uh, December 4th. So hopefully these are what we like to call on this show get-right games. Um, get all your stuff together, all your ducks in a row, and make sure that everybody's on the same page before you got to go in there and kind of go to battle. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. So with that said, let's go and sh- give our friends at Roman a quick shout-out here. That would be roman.com slash locked. They are the erectile dysfunction uh, uh, subscription company. Um, yeah, it's like taken over. I, was, I didn't realize how big they'd gotten. So, you know, good for them. They do it, these commercials on TV and everything. I was watching Ohio State and Villanova, and commercials are flying across. So, yeah, yeah check out our, our friends at Roman. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to roman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That is roman.com slash locked. Let's take a quick break and uh, talk about some returners coming back for the Irish football team. All right, here we go. So some guys are saying they're coming back. So did Will Fuller. I didn't say that out loud, did I? Was I thinking it and I just heard it? Nope, I heard. I said it. So Cole Komet, <laughs> Liam Eikenberg both come out this week. They say they're coming back. Um, uh, great. You know, uh, I think Liam will, I do. I, I don't see him on as, as high of any draft boards as I did previously. So I do look for him to come back. Um, but Cole Komet, um, you know, if I'm him, I definitely send the flyer out there that they send out after a season's over and see what my draft grade comes back as. As he gets a, you know, two or three, you got to go, you know, he plays a very physical position you know, he could be one play away from a knee injury. Go out there, get your money. He's going to perform very well in shorts and a t-shirt with his size and the way he looks. I mean, you know, DK Metcalf wasn't necessarily like blowing blowing everybody away. You know, he's a nice receiver, had a couple nice years. He's definitely been more successful, don't get me wrong, in college than Komet. And a lot of that's lack of production. And the reason I'm so kind of salty on, I wouldn't say salty, but kind of resistive to accept like, yep, Komet's coming back is more so just because, you know, if I was him, I wouldn't have said it, number one. And number two, it's like, if you're not going to use me any more than this, then then why? You know, his season high in receptions is nine against um, Georgia. Had 108 yards, you know, it's like, 
okay, great. That is should be the plan. The best opponent on the schedule and he his highest production rate. That should be the plan. Well, it hasn't been the plan because he hasn't had more than 65 yards or more than six catches since that game. So if Chip Long's not going to utilize him, then I would go. I'd, I wouldn't blame him in the very least if he decided to take off. Now, Eichenberg, I can probably see maybe his draft stock's fallen some. And again, I've looked very little at recent draft stocks, but I know before the season started, there was some talk of some, you know, some potential, um, uh, you know, could work his way into the first round, could work his way in the second round, but you know how those things are. I mean, me and Willie, we read one about a year ago. And this was before Shea played any any minutes for Michigan at all, and they had Shea Patterson as the number one overall pick. Well, clearly that was wrong. So, um, but yeah, you know, come back up your draft stock. Um, I think I do think the line could be an interesting spot. You could get lost in a shuffle somewhere if you come out and you don't get drafted. You know, look at Tavon Coney. I thought for sure Coney would get drafted, and uh, that did not happen. So, uh, you know, you don't want to get lost in the shuffle and then you're trying to go XFL or whatever and work your way back. And, you know, there's very few of those success uh, success stories out there. You look at Blaine Gabbert, who's a backup for the Browns right now. So, eh, yeah, you, you just, you just, uh, you, you hope you don't get lost in the wash there. Um, so, yeah, I do think Eichenberg's going to come back. But, you know, you look at, if Komet does leave, and again, he's saying he's coming back. And I'm pumped. Don't get me wrong. I'm stoked. Like, that's awesome. Brock Wright, Tommy Trimble, Tactics, Kmet. I mean, we, we, and then, you know, we the recruits that are coming in, it's just high, high level of tight end talent. Um, you know, almost to the point where you're almost worried, is somebody else going to transfer? But you look, and if he does go, just roll with me here. He had two catches for 14 yards his freshman year. Sophomore year, 15 for 162. Um, then 29 uh, catches this year, 327 and five touchdowns. Um, I can't say with a straight face that we've got our production out of him. It's going to really suck if he goes to the NFL, and I know we call him Baby Gronk on this show, and it's more because of his size. We're not comparing him to Gronkowski just yet. You know, he hasn't done anything Hall of Fame yet, we know. But, you know, if he goes to the NFL, and, and again, roll with me here, if he goes to the NFL and he pumps out a Gronk-like career or even a Kyle Rudolph-like career, we're going to look back on this and be like, oh, my, how did we mess that up? How did we mess that up? You know, I look at the same thing with Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith was here, and he was good. He was he was fine, you know, above average. And then he goes to the NFL. He's the highest-played safety and, and, you know, one of the best safeties in the league. Physical is all get out, and you wonder how did we mess that up to where we didn't get the full potential out of a guy. I mean, you can even look at a guy like Jalen Smith, one of the best that's ever done it at the position at Notre Dame. And it's like, you know, if he didn't have Van Gorder, ask yourself that question. If he did not have Van Gorder, what would have happened? I don't know. I would have loved to have seen it without him. That's for sure. Um, no rash of injuries, things like that. Ugh, it would have been nice to have seen a real defense, um, and by the way, Van Gorder's out getting smashed right now at Bowling Green, and that's a program that's just ugh. So, um, but yeah, that, so for this week, or for today, this week, man, I'm still used to doing weekly and monthly shows and all that. So for today, that's going to wrap it up for Locked On Irish. Remember, uh, follow us at Locked On Irish on Twitter. So uh, just hit, I've got to get used to this, man. I feel like I'm missing something here, but uh, that's what we're here for. Daily updates, five-day-a-week shows. Um, again, for us right now, our schedule, we may not be able to give you one five straight days, but you're going to get five out of seven days from us. You're going to have a show. 
And uh, then after our local coverage that we do, we're going to, we'll be with you guys all throughout basketball season and really make this thing consistent. And I think we can have one of the best podcasts and this isn't talking trash. I just know what, what we're capable of. I think we can have one of the best podcasts on the lockdown sports network. So with that said tomorrow, Navy preview. Also the sellout streak ends. You to hear me rant about the Navy game itself. You to hear me rant about why exactly I feel like that the uh, streak has ended uh, for as far as the sellout streak, very unfortunate. We had the second longest active sellout streak next to Nebraska. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Keys to victory against Navy. Uh, may get into a little bit, just to see how the Irish did against Marshall tonight. Remember, that's a 7 o'clock tip-off on ACC Network Extra. So you're probably watching it on a device of some kind, because I don't think that's a channel. Uh, maybe showing my age there, but uh, I'm only 32. I'm not old. I'm not trying to say I'm old, but I'm trying to say that, I mean, I don't know. Every, every time I turn around, now there's a Disney Plus, and then there's the ACC Network, and it's like, oh, that's new, and then it's like ACC Network Extra. Okay, I'm lost again. So, all right, guys. Till tomorrow. Again, Navy preview tomorrow. Then we got, uh, we'll talk a little Notre Dame Marshall. We'll talk about the sellout streak ending. Um, and we'll get that episode dropped hopefully before noon tomorrow. So again, at Locked On Irish on Twitter. So until tomorrow, go Irish.